ten years. Three boys. One question. Are we friends? The power of Christ compels your mother to suck cocks in hell! Welcome to Are We Friends? I am your co-host, Taylor. I am your co-co-host, Brian. And I'm Jorge. Is that what was so hey, difficult for you to remember? Gonna, no, I don't. I like, literally don't remember it? what my like, intro was going to be, so I just yelled lines from The Exorcist. Uh, oh, God. Speaking of exorcisms, this is a show not about exorcism, but about three boys who've known each other for 10 years who go through their interests one at a time to see if they are actually still friends anymore or if it's just inertia. This week, however, to bring it back to exorcisms, we are talking about something related to that which is jorge it's not mine brian <laughs> i really wanted to turn and say it's not mine and have taylor, <laughs> taylor. <laughs> but he thought and couldn't remember um we are talking about it would be like he was possessed because we're talking about possessions uh, the, not things wait, I, yeah, is I was it, about to clarify the process of is it possessions in general or demonic specifically um, I purposely left it open because I wasn't sure if there were any other types of possessions. Fucking whoops, dude. But mostly demonic is fine. So before we get started, I just want to remind everybody that this is the first episode of the Halloween Heroist. Happy Halloween, everybody. We're coming at you live this whole yeah. month uh, with Halloween-y themed episodes as we do every Yo. year. Y'all are going to be shitting your pants the entire month because of how fucking scary these episodes are going to be. Your little giblets are going to turn to candy corns. You're going to be so <laughs> goddamn Halloweened. Uh, with the exception of, I think next week, probably as a bonus episode, we'll be releasing uh, season two of The Boys. Which reminds me, I need to watch season two of The Boys. Yes. <laughs> it's going to remind y'all off air, but you do need to finish watching the entire thing by. Better to remind next us week. on air, yes. I think. <laughs> Yeah, so can't say I didn't buckle tell you. up your uh, your striped lederhosen for that, and we'll be able to rock you guys with a fifth and fifth uh, a little extra episode this month. So, Brian, why did you want to talk about possessions? Are you? I mean, the, or sorry, are you drinking so, your beer with two hands like an I'm adult very, baby? I'm perfectly. How, no, it's presidential. It. There's something <laughs> presidential about it. Let me put my entire mouth around the end and then just let it fall into my mouth. You know, this, I know that Donald graphic. Trump doesn't smoke cigarettes, but I know that he licks uh, them whenever he, like, if he did bum a cigarette <laughs> from somebody, he would just, like, suck on the end of it. He would do it. a full circle around and then yeah. push it further into it. Or, like, um, he's the kind of guy who, like, if so, you ask to hold his keys when he gives them back to you, they're wet. Like, what the fuck happened here? Like, happened. why are my keys wet? I fucking um, hate so, seeing the soppy, wet mouth don't. of a cigar. You know, some people oh, don't, yeah. like, Dude. just throw caution to the wind and let that shit get completely I soaked. Just, disgusting yeah. yeah it's like it's disintegrating it's like a fucking pizza box that they left outside for a month and a half like and that's, that you want to put in your mouth and yeah go, you guys are like mm, people who this. do that are rapidly decreasing the imagined sex appeal of a cigar for me because i do think there's something like classy and powerful and phallic about a cigar I, like, who doesn't? Phallic. I know in the he words of uh sigmund freud sometimes a cigar it's just a cigar I <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you mean that long tubular thing you suck point. on all day? It's just a cigar. I wouldn't worry about it. It's not a dick. I don't have a dick in my mouth. So, I swear. <laughs> uh, so the pra the pragmatic the pragmatic version was uh, I got called out for what episode I needed to do, and it was one of the first things that popped into my head. But the real reason is 
Um, I think possession is an interesting topic. I hope uh, so. Both in the sense of, fuck you, <laughs> man. Fucking go eat a cigar, dude. <laughs> um, fucking, but uh, in the sense of there's, I think there's good fiction around it. And I like the, I like ramific, I like the ramifications and implications of a lot of it in terms of, I've been thinking about what makes things scary and why we're scared of stuff and what horror does as a society. Oh, I can tell you why I'm scared of this. Catholicism. Like, I grew up Catholic. That's why it scares the shit out of me. Are you kidding me? That's fair. Um, Catholicism is really scary. I have to... I'd have to look, but I feel like Catholicism is up there for one of the scarier religions to grow up in. Oh, what was the um, what was the the language that I heard today? Like, look, if you if you once a week eat consume the flesh of a demigod while the uh, while the elders are chanting around you, maybe you can cool the jets on other religions, huh? Roman yeah, Catholics, like, you know. Like. <laughs> well, Catholic I mean, that whole split is also very interesting because, like, you'll hear Protestants or like you know, sub-Protestants, like, you know, Presbyterians, and people just be like, oh, yeah, we do our thing. Not like those fucking weird Catholics who think they're actually eating Jesus and drinking his blood every time. Or, like, you know, bring up specific things. It's like, wait, you guys don't... Meanwhile, I'm like, you guys don't do that? Oh, That's the only thing that oh, kept me involved shit. as long as I was, which was... Yeah. It was rad as fuck. A complete child. Look, I'm numb-numbing on the body of my God, and I'm drinking his blood. Like, let's have a fucking party here, guys. That's, that's super metal, though. Like, I know. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, so, it, it's you know, you guys were, I'm sure, in CCD told someone when, like, yeah, but it's not. It's like bread and wine, though, right? It's not really the body. And you saw the CCD uh, like teacher trip over transubstantiation. Like, okay, look. It is kind of bread and water, but it, it's not a metaphor. Like, you have to listen to me. It's not a metaphor. It is actually <laughs> his body and his blood. And yeah. just, okay, I don't get that. And I didn't get it until I had a master's degree. Like, I had, like, I was getting my master's and, like, put together, like, w what the theory of substitution was. Like, that's, like, great. Like, people who study theology, I'm sure this is Catholicism 101. But for, like, the casual observer, I did not get that it's an Aristotelian principle that Aquinas gives, like Thomas gives us, that like, yeah, not a metaphor. It is literally it's being real. transformed yes. into the body, like the realness of it. It's really, it might look like bread. It might have the like the, the matter of bread, but the it's substance of it is body really and blood. The body and blood, yes. Like, so, what the shit? Brian, you were talking about the implications, the, the stakes, I yes. think. Oh, so, the... so I, during, during spooky month, a.k.a. October... I always, the two parts of me are converged, but always kind of split because they fundamentally have two different goals. Douchey, uh, pretentious film boy wants to talk about like, you know, why do writers and why do filmmakers make the horror that they make? And what does it say about society? And what is the scary part of this and that? And the other part is like, I need to see a dude's head get chopped off by some alien arm and some murderer kill a bunch of kids by throwing a backpack or throwing a sleeping bag of a kid into another kid and breaking them in half. Like, so those, there's, there's that two odds. vital and important parts of the genre, I think. Exactly. It's the yin, the yin and the yang of each other. And most of the time they converge pretty well because you can find things. Um, but possession always um, never really fed that sort of visceral, like, I want blood and nonsense stuff 
it was always more for me the more intellectual one, even though it's a very similar formula for a lot of these things or for a lot of these medias, um, pieces of media rather. I don't know. I just wanted to talk about possession. What's fucking scary about it? Examples of it. What do you guys think of it? Is it fucking dumb? And did they happen in real life? Uh, <laughs> There's some of the questions I'd like answered. Well, I so the let's start with Sorry, let's a loaded start, question, buddy. There's a lot, a lot of <laughs> lot of stuff to unpack there. Let's start in general with it in media. I do love demonic possession movies. One of my favorite mm-hmm. horror movies is the last last exorcism. Okay, which uh, I think is like a little bit of a. I mean, I always I find that demonic possession films are always like very intense kind of thrill rides. You know, like it's always very high stakes because it's like we don't care if this person dies. We're on. At, you start out like pretty close to the beginning. They're always like, if they die, that's okay. We just want to make sure their soul doesn't go to hell for the rest of eternity. Like that is yeah, that's the, the only I thing we're like playing with. The only difference is, like, um, in The Exorcist. Like there is that we're trying to save this little girl. This little yeah. girl, goddamn it, is being goddamn saved, and I will kick this demon to hell and back if I have to. But I'm saving that little girl's life. Yeah, but I, th- I think the Exorcist mm. is uh, very intense. And like yeah. Brian, you were oh, saying yeah. that these movies usually aren't like the like the more head blowy up gore things. But I feel like you're forgetting the Evil Dead, which is one of one of the That's, most okay. head blowy up movies that there is. All right. Yeah, that is that is one. You're right. You're right. Even though right. I don't think any heads blow up in it, but that's just, that's just buckets of blood, you know. There. Uh, I mean, Army of Darkness in, heads definitely get blown up. They in Army of Darkness, for sure. Mm. I'm pretty sure in two, there's a head that blows up. I really don't remember. Could be there's a head that is. Oh, sorry. There is a scene where a neck is chainsawed, where a head would be cut in half, but the deadite is already headless, so it doesn't matter. So he just chainsaws into the person's neck and slices them in half yeah um, radical but uh, <laughs> which is super fucking cool i yeah and i think something else that evil dead has which some of the exorcism movies have is the when you have the demon like chained up or tied up or like just there and not attacking anyone and just doing the awesome like demon monologuing <laughs> and laughing yeah, like- and stuff <laughs> i think it's very hard to do it well you know but like it still comes oh, off really yeah. well in the exorcist and uh the girl who's underneath the floorboards in in Evil Dead, very scary, you know. Or like when she's just like sitting on the ground, rocking back and yeah. forth, you know. Big time, big time. Very good stuff. Oh man, that was um, yeah. Sorry, go go ahead, Taylor. You know, neither oh, you neither of you okay. have anything. You just said hmm, and then. It was, um, but I did want to go over. I wanted to go over a. Honestly, I have a question about certain, and it bringing up Evil Dead is a good good. Uh, example of this because I kind of I want to ask about a couple other movies where sometimes and maybe there's demon information that come up from this why do certain demons or entities take so long to fully take over someone and why do some get to it really quickly so like Evil Dead is fairly quick in its possession right like people become deadites pretty fast there's 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 not much in between time going uh they're basically like hega i'm done now you know so and so isn't here anymore you're all dead by dawn whereas some movies um other things 
like draw out that experience where they're like, oh, I'm feeling stuff. Uh, insidious things like that. Yeah. Kind of the conjuring, maybe stuff like that. I, those always have like they're haunted before they're possessed. Well, it, and de- it depends on the tone of the film, and it's almost entirely based on whether you're going to have one demon or multiple demons, right? Yeah, but it's confusing. Because- <laughs> I, I feel like it, it, it's the same principle that like zombie zombification undergoes. Like, mm. what what is the focus of like what? How is zombie being used here? So is it going to be like 28 days later where that guy gets blood in his eyeballs and like? 20 seconds later is fucking rage. (laughs) Or is it like, cool, we have to cut Herschel's legs off in season whatever the hell of The Walking Dead. And like, that's the (laughs) compelling bit. Like, oh shit, do we save it? He's got a fever for a long time. Is he going to make it? Or is, Mm. you know, does he got the Rona? It's like, it's, it's one of those two. Like, it really depends on like how we want to use it. So I feel like it works the same way. Like, yeah, it's, it's that, like, how do you want this to work? Is it going to be a fast paced or is it going to be like a long prolonged out type of action that Mm. happens? Like plot action that happens. Yeah. That is, yeah. Is your confusion that it's, they're being (laughs) unclear about how real demonic possessions work? No. Do we need to have a conversation, Brian? Um, You asked like. Did you think that exorcisms have happened? Like, I think people have performed exorcisms. I, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that. How do you want me to answer that let's, one? See, let's, there you go. Let's finish hashing this out, and then we're going to get to that. That's why Jorge's finger that he just pointed to his webcam is why I brought up that, because I want to fucking talk about that. Um, yeah, it's more, I guess it's after consuming enough media, the confusion is like, why wouldn't you just do it? Like, a lot of them... And I feel like some explain it and some don't, but like, I'm at a point of like, if you're showing up behind them, it, the insidious, all the James Wan ghost horror is really what I'm talking about here. They fucking take their time getting into people sometimes. The fucking insidious movie, the entire film, that kid is not possessed. He's just in a coma for a bunch of it, but he's getting dicked around by the fucking fake Darth Maul yeah, for like well, it's, I mean, an hour and a half. That's a and whole we also have deal, like you know? examples where in that's a very brief amount of time. Yeah, we've got like uh, the Constantine with Keanu Reeves where yes. like in a very brief amount of time we can see that this is a very long possession that he, this movie starts <laughs> off with. You know? So oh, that possession rules. I like that. Yeah, that's a, a good lot. one. Come yeah, I love the I love when the hands come out of the body yeah, like trying to tear yeah, out. Yeah. One of my favorite effects that they do for demons. Sorry, I actually have a couple answers for you. One, the way that Insidious <laughs> is different is that the possession doesn't actually start when he goes into the coma, right? His body is an uh-huh. open vessel. And so you can't really count that as part <laughs> of the timer for how long it takes the demon to take over, right? You were a kid that said technically I, a lot, right? Also, you were you were one of those. Oh, kids. out of us three, I'm the technically <laughs> kid. You want to <laughs> go there? Well, actually, um, also, I'm pretty. I guess I can allow that. That's objectively true. But also, no. But also, objectively, whatever. Fake Darth Maul definitely just got lost on his way to possessing that kid because he is an open vessel for a while, and he's just sitting there and. Darth Maul is fucking sitting in his toy factory going, wee hee 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 hee, I've got my little toys. He's, sorry, it's awesome. no, he's, yeah. he's got the kid. He's chained you literally up. Well, Walk to his body. He's got like he's got the Bond villain, the Bond villain the philosophy Dickhead, of, of, of <laughs> possession. Like, 
what will you do now? Like in Scott Evil, the I don't know, like Satan is Scott Evil. Like, why don't you just possess him right now? Like, you're really not yeah. understanding the Bible I'm going you're for. Really I don't not, understand yeah. what you're fucking waiting for. You know, like, I mean, you're. Why are you sharpening your fingernail things? You have him already. So you'll have his fingernails. Sharpen them like <laughs> once you're him. You, know? you are right to an extent because that that movie clearly does not care about that really. Because sure, it just I, it like I agree with you there. It's not until the second half of the movie that you really realize like, oh, you just want to like have a goofy fun time. You don't care just about want to draw act. out and be scary and go ooh yeah. Like, well, see, I I think the problem people had is that if you think that they're trying to be more like the first half, where it's like a like a good haunted house movie, then all of a sudden it gets really dumb and not worth watching. But if you realize what they actually want is to have a goofy fun be horror type time, and that's why they have the tiny Tim. Him sharpening his nails in the workshop, like looking through mm-hmm. like the magnifying glasses and shit. Then it's a lot more of a fun, good movie. Well, but it's also just good. odd because you good. have good. like the good. Uh, but to to answer your question about the the length of time it takes to possess a human soul, which is mm-hmm. always they say possess a soul. But you're possessing the body and pushing the soul out, right? I feel it. Regardless. Uh, or like yeah. displacing we can, we can actually, the soul. We can talk about that, So too, that's the other answer thing. Answer your yeah. question, and then we can uh, answer the question. Well, we can depends on BMI. Yeah, so in pretty much all... <laughs> anytime they talk about demons and demonic possession in, like, religious folklore, I guess mm-hmm. I call it, uh, it's usually... That's not going to be incendiary at all. <laughs> In the Old Testament, there are no demons. I don't think it's, it's always God sending uh, forth evil spirits to possess people. Yes, that they are they are there on His behalf. And even in the New Testament, when there are actual demons, they're still they don't actually have power over people. Like not the way that God can just make you do stuff. You know, they they uh, they need you to kind of let them let them in. They need you to like relent and lose all hope and like turn away from God and completely allow uh, them and to then take they over. Can yeah. Get their it is at stuff. the end of the day it's the 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 point is always that the devil doesn't actually have that much power. He's like getting you to let him do whatever he wants. Okay. Which is why when you're when you're going with like but like in reality the real reason is cuz if you want to go with the nice intense like slow burn thriller you're going to have it be like a slower it build take, up gotta have and it, if you want to have yeah. a fucking romp Build that bitch just, full of demons, boom, and you have him possessed so left and like, right. Like that's that's the metaphor of the demon, right? Is that like we want to displace it, we want to think it's something else, but really it's us doing it. Like you know, like the 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 Faust story is like, yeah, Faust is the real fucking demon. Sure, Mephistopheles produces the contract for him to sign, but Faust is the one who fucks off for the second half of the play and like goes on a little magical romp mm. and then feels bad when his time's about to be up. Like you know what I mean? <laughs> like that's like it, your own inner demons are what the letter like the literary metaphor for the demon always is. Yeah, it's something, it's got to be something along those lines. Although I always, I fucking, like, hate being out of control with my, like, I'll put it this way. The reason possessions are, uh, upset me or or I find to be effective horror movies for me is because I hate getting blackout drunk and then being told what I did because I go, oh, something else was in control of me and I hope it didn't move me around in an embarrassing way. They call it the demon in the bottle. (laughs) The demon in the bottle. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, Well, I mean, that's why they they often use demonic, the demons in general as a a metaphor for like inner struggles of any kind. Yes. Like most often addiction. Yeah. You gotta face yeah. your own demons, sort of thing. Yeah, that's it's very common. 
Yeah. Really quick, like brief little history sure. lesson here. Do you guys know where the word exorcism comes from? I didn't before we looked this up. So I was I wondering if you guys did. Exercise. It's actually Shut close. <laughs> it comes from a Greek word because all cool things come from Greek. It is exarchismos. Um, it just means to admit the administration. Exarchies, yeah, yeah oh. like to, <laughs> to administer an oath. Like, uh, let's really? see. Ec- yeah, it comes from uh, horse. There's something like hortos in there, oh. like Hello. Um, hortatory, like an oath that you swear. So it, it like taking an oath out of something, like to, to make an oath. So I thought that was really weird to administer an oath is where the word exorcist comes from, exarchisimas. But we use it for- That sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh It's uh, only device. ever used- Yeah, like, it's, it's either oh. a card or some millennium piece- or yeah, right. some other thing that was used to banish someone to the shadow. Exarchismas. Uh, no, because it's, it it's, it's always used in the, like, that's the etymology of the word. But mm. I, I'm looking up, I've got a, a tool here that just like, hey, what's every instance of this word in all of its nice. declensions <laughs> and everything in Greek? You know, and it's like, no, 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 it's used once and it, it means exorcism. Like, that's, it's, it might, you know, in the same way that words mean other things, but are only used in one sense. Like, it, it's just interesting that that's where the word comes from. Like, to describe this yeah. action of taking a demon out, we used a word that means to administer an oath. Which, which is interesting because most of the ways that exorcisms happen in a lot of these things in possession stuff is mostly through dudes chanting or praying or commanding or jacking off onto a box. That's well, I didn't realize my Friday night plans were used to destroy. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the idea, right? Is there always, they're they're saying like, hey God, help out, like focus on this situation for yeah. one second. But they're really they're they're telling the person who is possessed, like, you need to like give control over to God. Get the fuck like, out. This God, situation my boyfriend is okay. will be here any second <laughs> and he's got a you know, big scary arms because he plays football. You're in for it now, and they're just hoping yeah. That that demon does not realize that that cheerleader girlfriend is uh, it, not that like it reminds me of there's a excellent scene in the book Salem's Lot, which is Stephen King's second mm-hmm. book, and it's vampires, you know. But he's like, there's a priest who's fending off a vampire. He's like trying to save somebody, and he's he's like, you know, fight me man to man. He's got a crucifix up, and the vampire can't get past it. And he's like, let this boy go, and I'll put down the crucifix, and we can actually fight this out. Fucking awesome style. And the vampire no. lets lets the child go, and he's like, now put down the crucifix. And the priest does not put down the crucifix, and because he puts more faith into the crucifix than into god the crucifix stops working for him <gasps> oh no. it's so that okay so uh, metal sp- dude speaking <laughs> of fucking uh goddamn vampire rules and shit in i am legend the book by richard matheson mm-hmm. he is trying to like scientifically figure out like okay these are vampires like i don't believe it either but that's what they are and like we explain why the stakes work and make them poof and we explain the garlic allergy thing and the sunlight thing and he's just pondering like what the fuck is that goddamn cross thing of it so he goes to his neighbor (laughs) who's jewish and a vampire captures him and waves a cross in front of him like nothing go steals a torah and waves it in front of him and the vampire (laughs) 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 it's something like there's like some innate trauma that religion like imprints upon the human psyche that when it turns into a like a medical vampire that that's that's what they remember like it's such a goofy part of the book that's actually really funny because that's very um 
the mummy there is a there is a scene like that in the original the or the 1990 Brendan Fraser classic the mummy um where Benny who, yes, has, dude. Yes. who has the Pulling horses all the tokens but out. is the wrong, on the wrong side of the river um he pulls up <laughs> he's doing all of, of the river. prayers and he finally gets to i think he gets to the star of david he starts speaking hebrew and he's like oh i recognize that hey hang out with me you're cool and it's just oh wow that fucking worked no he's like i need um, somebody who speaks hebrew and literally no one who speaks hebrew i'm pretty sure he <laughs> says uh the language of the slaves and yep. i'm like oh that's that's literally what he said i was hoping right? it was the yeah. people but <laughs> nope <laughs> just a certain amount of them exactly um, <sighs> <but I> <laughs> yeah, there's a th- that's a very yes. common thing in in vampire lore. You have to believe in the cross for it to work and the crucifix for it to work, and that's always okay. cool. And that if we if we do want to dip over into demonic possessions in real life, sure, really quickly, yeah. And I think this is a good transition for you, Jorge, because this is about a real life issue that I think. Yeah, I, mean, I know it's a good prevents- transition. I was transitioning, but go ahead. <laughs> Okay, no, because I don't know where else this is going to fit in. Um, I When I think about demons, I think about Descartes. And the reason I think about Descartes is that he is the one who, like, solidifies the mind-body divide, the Cartesian divide, right? Okay. And I don't think people realize, but that's something that possession fundamentally, like, requires. Your body has to be something different than, like, your soul that controls it. Otherwise, like, demons just can't come in. It has to come into, like, the vessel of the body, in order to take it over versus like if you believe in some sort of like unified mind body thing like what the fuck is the demon gonna do you know like fuck now i gotta be in all your fingernails and shit too like you know like it like it depends on a strict cartesian divide so i think like with demons there is always that little bit of metaphysics going on i just thought that was a cool thing just a thing food for thought that's totally interesting that that is fascinating because if it was one thing wouldn't you just change into that thing the demon or something like that yeah just yeah and i think some possessions toy with that because of the or is it just an effect like another thing there there's always a physical transformation as well on some level either through either simple stuff where pea soup bloodshot eyes or you know just like ragged hair like they just look fucking exhausted or tired or whatever Mostly the eyes change. There's some form of recognition there, which is interesting. But sometimes, like, they Windows physically... The they physically trans... Like, Reagan in The Exorcist fucking is different. She looks different yeah, than the beginning of the That's one of the, of the more intense transformations, honestly. Exactly. Like, that's a big one. The last Exorcism, um, her eyes do not change. She Really? The, ac- really? the actress was actually naturally a contortionist. So all the movements she's doing Yo. in it are real, and they're very scary. Oh uh, no! But she doesn't. She doesn't physically trans. She moves really, really horrifically. But she, the there's no actual transformation going on. Like there's no like black eyes. Yeah, that roll but back or like stuff like that. To be fair, part of the movie is like, is she actually possessed or is this mental illness? So that's also a good transition if we want to mention stuff. like yes. cases of possession. The, possession well, the so in well, real that's life. one of the best parts of the exorcist, right? I, uh, like the the guy, the first priest is a. I literally thought like you were he joking. has a degree in psychology. I thought you were joking. I thought you were joking. That, that you were what? that you were nabbing the transition again. I thought you were just pulling my leg. Oh whatever! I'll talk about that he totally is, relevant thing later. He is possessing. <laughs> he has possessed this transition. There is no way gotta out. Have, gotta have it. <laughs> uh, so unfortunately, I didn't have a lot of time to 
to research individual cases, but the the two you things had like a few days. That's on that's on your dude. The two things <laughs> I wanted to mention were one, like the the most common thing you'll see in people, and it's probably it's going to be people that are Catholics or like believe in demonic possession. Yeah, uh, it demonic possession traits, you know, like speaking in tongues and moving around awkwardly and saying demon shit is going to manifest as symptoms of other psychological disorders, right? Like, it's, yes. that's like, cause just because especially if you believe in something that much, that's some, something that's going to take a very powerful hold on your mind. Even people who are not religious, when they have delusions of grandeur, will start thinking they're Jesus and things like that. Um, so it's to be expected that things will kind of shake out that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's in one way where it matches with what Taylor says, where like the the demon thing is really is really us every time, right? Now there there is the other thing, <laughs> which is that there are not demons in real life, and they've come and possessed. Me. Yeah, the Vatican has a bottle where all of them are. They stop Look, where man, all of them. Are. I don't know what to tell you at that point. If there's a bottle, there's a bottle. That shit's. I don't want to have to give. Like, the, what the else Twinkie do they need speech. the goddamn Swiss Guard for? It's to <laughs> exactly. it's to guard demons. Why would those dudes wear such specific and stupid outfits? It's because the demons are They're terrified. Covered of in them, crosses, and they have. To- there's no one who gets in or out of the fucking Vatican who's not wearing a goddamn crucifix. Was... And why? Because they're holding demons in there. The, the best thing would be if there was a guy wearing, like, the equivalent of a hot dog suit, but as a giant crucifix, <laughs> just <laughs> jumping just... up and down, bopping Jesus. at the demon bottle, like, fuck you, losers. Like, that's the hazmat suit. <laughs> yeah, it's rigidly exactly. in the shape of a cross. <laughs> you have to use it. It's the deep contain. If they get some, like, arch demon, they're like, go oh, in, like, God. you know, go prophylactic. And it's just giant cross outfit. It'll be like a like a Iron Maiden, right? With crucifixes also coming in on the inside. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh the spikes so are the crucifixes. There's a bunch of yeah, crucifixes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They hang the demons on the backside of the crucifix, like like back to back with Jesus. That's actually a pretty cool image. I want to use that sometime. That's pretty rad. Yeah. All yours. So, copyright Taylor right now. All super, copyright me. Taylor can use it. Taylor can copyright <laughs> Uh, I'll lease it out. Le- I was going uh, to be leased. <laughs> but so pretty much every supernatural thing I at some point have researched being like, come on, let this thing be real. Yeah. And every time it's it's been an unfortunate, like really, really seems like it's not real. Uh, this is another one. This is one that I, I've actually not spent that much time in because pretty much any time that there is an instance where people are like, this was a case of a demonic possession. These are the symptoms we saw. No, we don't have any evidence of it. You know, it's yeah. always just testimony. You know, like I can't, I can't use that. That's not usable as for for somebody completely on the outside to try to confirm whether something is or is not real. It's not going to do anything for me. Yeah, I did a quick search again. There's this guy, Doctor Richard Gallagher, who is a psychiatrist. I like the name. Who has like I read a an article of his in the Washington Post. He's a board wow. certified psychiatrist and a professor of clinical psychiatry at New York Medical College. This guy's like a he and he, a great performer. He talks like a like a scientist, <laughs> you know. Up. And he uh <laughs> you're proud of yourself, aren't you? He basically he he just says like <laughs> he does believe in demons, but mostly uh-huh. uh priests will hire him sometimes when they're like, "Hey, you know, figure out if this is real or not." He says it's extremely rare, but sometimes he does come across cases where he can't medically explain everything, and that's that's the only thing that he he says is like, "I'm I I'm confirming, I'm reporting that I don't have a scientific explanation for this. That's all. Yeah. God, can I'm you imagine not saying the fucking demons. feeling? Yeah. yeah, like 
I'm the guy the church calls when they can't figure it out. Like, holy shit. I am Dr. Jesus's favorite MD. I just, I love the idea of him going into something and like writing all of these things down and just being like, okay, here's my diagnosis. Uh, This, she's really tired. This, she's got, you know, dissociative identity. She's really tired, okay? it's Get her hydrated, dude. Give her some water. 80% of this goes away, and the rest, you talk to her doctor, and she's all set. And then, like, one out of whatever many times, just dehydrated, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I couldn't figure out the whole I'm able to speak French fluently, but... Maybe she just secretly did Duolingo while you were. Yeah, I I couldn't explain I it. Can't she explain. she bleeds for like a few days every month. It's 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 <laughs> wild. It doesn't die. I have no yeah, idea what happens. Medical me as a medical professional and a man have no explanation for how a human being could do this. I can verify that I, I, I have I also... never read a condition similar to this in a book. I have never <laughs> uh, in all of mankind, there is no such thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it seems like he wrote this book called Demonic Foes where he talks about it. It looks pretty cheap. The cover of it looks pretty cheesy. Um, but and so I, I didn't do a deep yeah, dive on this. I don't know this guy's is. deal. I imagine he's just lying about it, you know, but like it's <laughs> it's a, I'm imagining oh, it's another person that is willing <laughs> to risk lying. Well, it's a certain point, you know, it, but it's another person that's willing to risk their career in order yeah. to their reputation to this is to get a this. book deal you know he's a psychiatrist he's not making no money the psychiatrist in new york yeah, is making good say, fucking yeah. money. you know who else is a psychiatrist fucking jordan peterson Bummer. like i don't know this guy is suddenly like no. eh, not above charlatan but re that's you have to understand that if i would be more he willing to agree with you if doing this kind of thing made you a shit ton of money but it never does that's it true. gets everybody to abandon yeah. you and hate you basically it, exactly being an I, alt-right I white supremacist that's that'll get you. That does yeah, there's, do yeah, there's a money in that grift. Actually, yeah. You get much more out of that than being like a UFO specialist. You know, like that's, there's it's true. not good reason to become one of these. You have to, that's a commitment, and there's a call. Like it's a real buy-in. There's it's a calling. It's, it's not free. Like you don't yeah. have to just sell out your soul. So one like you do with the other stuff. So my thought is one person doing it. Don't think anything of it. You know, mm-hmm. the more people that start like risking their entire careers on this kind of stuff, the more I'm like, well, you know. That's a mm, lot. That's, yeah. That starts to be a lot of fucking eyewitness testimony. But the one thing they, that many people who are a little bit more rational about this stuff start to talk about is that it's maybe not uh, the way that we think about it. You know, it's like not a demonic position. There is still something completely supernatural going mm-hmm. on, but it is a lot more belief based. Mm-hmm. And so it takes it would take the form of demonic possession for people who are Catholic. Right. And yes, it. The, the special type of supernatural or, you know, metaphysical like not just Catholics fucking um, like big tent revivals sure. cast yeah, I mean, demons I mean, all the goddamn religion. time Protestants have this Whatever shit too Christians, Christians in general exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my point being that it they talk about how these types of supernatural events specifically like to avoid being filmed and like recorded yeah. or getting any evidence of them you know yeah. which is like the sketchiest part of it because i'm like that sounds like it's just not oh, true i'm sure that. they do um, yeah uh-huh. but if we if we suspend belief for Our a disbelief. second <laughs> yeah. uh, if we think, just say hey i'm not gonna worry but if, yeah if this if it does work like that where it is not actually demons right it's something else metaphysical that is very tied to human belief Mm -hmm. Uh, and because of that specifically kind of avoids recording stuff like that then once again the demon becomes something that we have created right something very us again so 
I'm saying any, like any way you man. shake it, yes, demons are us, basically. Yes. I also appreciate, uh, I so Catholics, I am always like, yep, they do the whole demon thing. They do the whole exorcism thing. They're all in on that. They have their whole you know little section of the whatever, and that's fine. And again, they do the, the Roman ritual. But that's where the like, like the exercise of exorcism yeah, is written exa- down like, for Catholics. They've been doing that for yeah. Um, but like, I love big tents because they're like, <clears throat> oh, we'll get the demon out of you, and guy who's been in a wheelchair for his life. Congratulations. I'm going to make you walk. Does that actually happen? Yeah, because I'm under the person. perception. And if you guys want to film it, what do hence, it um, all the time. I'm under one the per- of the things, so like something with a wheelchair, one of the things that happens is they will, they do crowd work at the beginning. They mm-hmm. do prep work for people, right? And so they have people in the audience and they tell the revival minister, pastor, mega priest, you know, whatever sort of thing. Mega um, priest. Darren, I think it's Darren Brown has a very good expose or access to exposés on mega church people. Um, he, but like one of the things they do is they'll do that. And like, if someone has trouble walking, like if a guy, you know, if a old man is there with a cane or something like that, or the whatever, they will offer them a wheelchair and have them sit in the front row Hell and yeah. then pull them up and say, heal his legs and he'll walk and everyone will shit their fucking britches because of it. Or like stuff like that where they're like, not really tech yeah. or whatever. No one can hear just... you say, no one can hear the guy say, like, I've been able to exactly. walk the whole time above the mad cheers and, and writing of checks. Everyone going, wah, wah. The yeah. fucking, it's the it's the dude in Avatar, yeah, who fucking foams at the mouth when the Avatar shows up. I mean, dude, if you're seeing it fucking live, that's yeah. a. Some of these things are just like, man, what if it is true, and then you you get to see it, and then you're like, I don't, I, I can't record it. I don't get any way to prove it. To it. I now have to be one of these quacks. That sucks. Oh my god. Oh great, I get it now. What a great club to be a member of. Yeah, I was gonna say Fuck. what a great membership. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what What are the things they said that? So one of the cases that he talked about, like the first one that he got into, the there was a young girl and she was able to like give details about. This was in the eighties, mind you. Uh, okay. Give details about people that she did not know, like the way that they died, and like information about them, and like specifically, like the psychiatrist, like one of his parents. Uh, and she, one of the things he says is that she spoke in perfect Latin, and I'm like, you know, perfect Latin. <laughs> like, I was say, how do yeah, you recognize you are? You can determine that. Yeah, the like, arbiter of how perfect this Latin is. Okay, buddy. He, she didn't just go like comitus communitatis Dio glorificamus arte domine. You know, like yeah, I can speak perfect Latin too. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So I, I wonder about this. I, it was in one of our addendums. Where I talked about that episode of Unsolved Mysteries with the yes. the I don't remember what it was called like the Wet Bandit Demon or whatever it was. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that was a lot of people willing to get Joe on TV and, and Daniel Stern. Yeah, and say that uh, <laughs> that they saw that demonic possession shit. You know. Yeah. Lots of stuff. I don't. Lots of stuff. Yeah. So I had to look it up. Do you guys know that Jesus performs a couple of exorcisms? Yeah. Yeah, like I remember in, hearing about him. I don't, the, I don't know anything about. Him. I think I just, about it as like there's a time period where he just walks around the country, fucking battling demons. 
Just like he, popping demons out of people. I was going to say, dude does, dude, does he fucking transport a 65 Impala and two fucking way dummy hot brothers to fucking hang out with him for a while in, you know, 22 AD or something? He's just... Get bah, in, bah, bah, bah. He went. In the, he went. In, he rode into the desert in an Impala and came out by himself because he transported them back to fucking 2020 for their finale. Yeah, he hops on his mule with the palm fawns, like gives it a whip and suddenly it's like a black stallion and then there's tarmac in front of him. His white robe turns black and he's got a hat on. Like, yeah, about to go hunt some demons. I'll be gone for about 15 years of my life, but don't worry about it. You'll know where I'll be. Fuck yeah. Sorry, yeah. tell us. So there, yeah. there's a bunch in, um, there's a bunch in gospels that aren't included in the New Testament but in the in in the New Testament, there's a couple, like there's the blind and deaf boy, who's healed. Mary Magdalene apparently has seven demons taken out of her. But I've got the two hmm. quotes where he talks about exorcism. I know, hey. right? That's the exact same joke Emily made when I told her this. Like, uh, is that what they're calling it now? <laughs> Humans are not an original peoples. That's no. There is like there, it's a wide boundary, but there is a boundary to what the humor is. You know what I mean? Like you know, it's well, like there's. That's always there's there's my, my favorite one of my favorite comics is a guy doing he's doing art and he's like oh and he's basically thinking he's like oh I you know I wonder if the classics whatever whatever, and then it goes back a little bit and then it goes back further and it finally gets to cave paintings and the guy's just like I am nailing this. <laughs> 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 Oh, I love that. Just like the shit eating like, confidence of the first two cavemen. Yeah, like there was the first story and it's just <laughs> You mentioned yeah, like I, I had this conversation with a classmate once, like, you know, like I feel like there's a certain circularity to philosophical concepts, you know, like what is the good thing to do? Like how do we know it? How do we figure it? Like so like cavemen were probably talking about the same shit, right? Now I'm just imagining these two cavemen go like, No, dude, I'm telling you right now, why be good? Like, seriously, <laughs> why do it? It's <laughs> like you're fucking blowing my Why mind right now, man. I don't know if you just created something that we're going to regret as a species in, I don't know, 20, 20 years, but like, this is fucking rad. Dude, I've been, I've been whittling down my philosophy further and further, and I think I, I have it pretty much down to one phrase, and other people aren't, Ask aren't, your dad. aren't really picking, picking it up with me. You know, I feel like they're not understanding, but you tell me what you think, dude. Ape, not kill ape. Genius. That's it. Nailed it all. That's it. <laughs> Tell me that doesn't yeah. kind of cover that, everything. That's a pretty umbrella phrase. Like that's, that's it covers a lot of content. I man. was gonna say there's definitely some some holes or like you know some some parts of the edges we might want to fill in with something. Else, a little bit of like, interpretation is required, but yeah, there. But you can the Bible you get a lot of mileage with that with that phrase. You get a lot of mileage out of that bad boy. I feel like there's a couple you can whittle it down to, like you know, eight, not strong. kill eight. <laughs> Why, why be bad? Just why do why it? Why be bad um, under ape, your... not kill ape, I feel like. No, it is. It is. Like, it, 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 definitely, like, we're, we're we're nailing it down. You know, like, how the first commandment's no, always the most important. I mean, I feel important. like ape, not kill ape covers why be bad. <laughs> the, any questions why or be bad, moral yeah. quandaries from why be bad. Or, yeah. Ask your dad is always one of my favorites. <laughs> like, the answer to any philosophical issue. Ask your dad. Ask your dad. But what about the first... Yeah. The first... People can't ask their dads. There's no dads to ask. Dad, God was dad. They asked God. Oh. Yeah. We have a whole bit in Genesis oh. about this. You put you sat me down Boom. in the corner and Dude, put fucking, me back to work. That was that was one of those disrespectful Mario tennis. <laughs> I ran up to the net and spiked that shit right down in front of you sort of ones. It was just like we were we were lobbing back and forth and it was fine, and then I just went, No. <laughs> 
So here's a rad quote from the Thank gospel you. according to Mark. Please. But if Fucking it is Mark. by the spirit of God that I cast out demons, then the kingdom of God has come to you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man? Then indeed the house can be plundered. That's Jesus. Jesus also Jesus is the one that deals with the uh, with the legion situation where there's a yeah. there's a man possessed by like many demons and they say we are legion that's where like the that oh, that the quote, meme comes yeah. from the meme. and so Jesus exercises them all <laughs> out into a meme? herd of sheep and then sends all the sheep over the cliff yes <laughs> yes Oh, I love it. That ass is a huge ripoff because that's very funny. Dude, Jesus is metal as shit for a while before he starts telling everybody what to do. His fucking teens and 20s, like those years when he's not just fucking sermoning everywhere, when he's like, I got to go to the desert real quick, all that shit, he is super cool. I don't know. There's there's the uh, parable of the vineyard. Uh, It's the one that like conservatives love to forget. Um, But it's like, (laughs) Like yeah, all of them. So uh, a man buys a vineyard and he hires a bunch of tenants to like run it for him. And then the man moves away. And so he sends a bunch of slaves to to gather like the the profits from the land and the tenants kill them. So uh, the the owner, the landlord is a little like, oh, that's weird. So he sends more slaves to collect his bounty and the tenants kill him so the man <laughs> sends his son thinking surely they'll show my son respect nope killed him killed him dead and so like jesus asks what do you think like it's gonna happen when the landlord like what what do you think is gonna happen to the landlord and someone in the crowd says well he's gonna kick out the tenants and get better tenants and jesus goes you're a fucking idiot because those tenants did all the work <laughs> yeah. they're getting it that landlord's ass is grass he's gonna die if he, go, like, he like, goes there he's dead fuck them like yeah yeah fuck well, they reaped it they sowed it that's a great yeah. uh that is fucking tremendous yeah um, I still Don't hear that a whole lot coming the, out of, you know, that's the, the chambers of the Senate. That's the thing I love about, and I I learned this a little bit you know, recently from discussions online and stuff, of uh, there's oh, there's the famous, um, his freak out, his assault on the, the traders or the money, the lenders, yeah, whatever. Inside the temple. Inside the temple, yeah. where, but my understanding was, I thought he just picked up a switch. Like he just, he, there was one there and he went, ha-ka, ha-ka, and just went to town on these bitches. No, my understanding is that he made a switch and then, so he sat there staring at them like, oh, you motherfuckers are going to get this. The second I finish braiding this thing, your asses are fucking grass. And, and they're just like, doing they're the like, no way, no way. And then he just over. fucking, <laughs> <laughs> um, so if that's how, if that was the traditional method for getting out demons, I think people would be a lot more excited about it and there wouldn't be as many psychological thrillers because there'd just be a series of assaults where people get the fuck out of that body. Well, like, the, uh, <laughs> the, the church and the that, that situation wasn't a demon situation, right? That was just no, people, no, 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 people no. gambling up a storm in the church. No, it was like literally they were trying to up, combine church and commerce. Exactly. They were doing like money lending and business in the temple. And Christ was like, this is the house <laughs> of mouse. We do not fuck around with that here. It just fucking went rat ass again Man. on all of them. And the second they killed him, the United States was born, dude. It's just a that, fast yeah, track right. to starting in the United States. Everyone knows that Jesus was 1,776 years old. <laughs> he, he, died, yes, he died at O'Domini 1775, and then they went. You know, if yeah, the timer doesn't like, start right there, there's a little bit of a <laughs> vacancy. In, 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 in a pluribus unum. It's really an insidious situation. 
<laughs> I did. Um, the other, so I ended up looking up a couple of things and, um, yeah, Devin, my roommate, and I ended up talking about a couple of movies that are... We It was started out as a joke because we were just looking up possession movies and we were trying to justify as many horror movies as possible. We're like, oh, that one's like... He's like obsessed... He's, you know, possessed by like the spirit of the werewolf. He's like, no, he's just a werewolf. No, but like he's possessed. It right? depends. No, it, it depends. Kind of, yeah, like, sometimes it, kind of it... Buffy. Um, sometimes it is. But we ended up... The, the, we ended up stumbling upon one that I kind of want to talk about with... Um, with you guys as to does it have a similar effect or what like are there any parallels or what sort of Venn diagram can we draw with um, the typical possession and being John Malkovich because I've that is essentially actually a possession film like not watched being John Malkovich it is the the, the pretty basic good. of basic premises because really whatever is John Cusack works at a a floor between floors like he he has to crouch down the entire workday all this sort of stuff and he ends up finding a small door that allows him into the mind of John Malkovich the actor John Malkovich yeah. and he just gets to be him for a while and then gets thrown onto a part of the New Jersey Turnpike and nonsense ensues it's a spike it's a Charlie Kaufman uh written movie if I'm very Charlie it's very Charlie Kaufman um yeah, I mean that's that's have possession. Have you seen yeah. it, Taylor, or if it's because if nobody's yeah, seen it, yeah, I've also been to yeah. a being John Malkovich party, which was Whoa. super fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just wore John Malkovich matches, and people got thrown out of things. It was it was fun. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, but uh, when I when we saw that, we talked about kind of non possession possession movies, like not traditional things. And the other one um, that I kind of thought of was a movie called Stranger Than Fiction. Oh my god, I love that Which movie is, with Will Ferrell. I have watched Will that Ferrell one, and yeah. Emma Thompson. It's obviously it's not like really a possession, but like the idea of his life being in control from another entity that he at some point becomes aware of interested me in like do those similar themes pop up from those horror movies into non-horror when you use that same premise. See, or, that's, that one's more you know mind I mean? control though. That's I don't know sure because there is like an element of destiny to it because um, he starts hearing the voice and he's just the hell was that <laughs> and then he just kind of starts ignoring the voice until one day Emma Thompson says like little did he know that he was going to die yeah and Will Ferrell just goes <laughs> wait what huh? <laughs> yeah, like, hold on a second bring it back to horror if you want something yes. even more on the edge uh, yeah. between like mind control and possession. Uh, in Stephen King's It, the town of Derry, all those people are still hmm. in, they are still themselves. They are not being like completely replaced by body snatchers type situations, but Pennywise, the dancing clown, his influence is on all of them and causes them to act pretty weird. So that, that alone is already like a kind of a mind control yeah. infection type thing where they're all like, they know to look a blind eye to what's going on, but at times he does like fully send them into more of like a do his bidding type rage where exactly. it's kind of him talking to the kids, but not really fully completely. It is still kind of the person. There's that. Fl it's like a conduit sort of situation, which is kind of what possessions are. Is there a conduit for this other worldly spirit where Pettywise just goes, like surprise bitch and then like he'll show up somewhere else nearby but like he's very clearly kind of got his hand up their ass and working him like a puppet for a little bit 
there's also, uh, now that I'm thinking about it, the way they were talking about possession, there's a technological possession. What's that movie? Um, it's a, I think it's a Shutter original about like the robot that takes control of the human body. Like he's originally, it's like a smart program that's implanted. Oh, upgrade, um, upgrade, upgrade. That's yeah, not, upgrade, that is not a Shutter original. That's a Blum. That's oh, Blum. No. I was gonna say Blum that was in that theater. Like that fucking was fucking awesome, dude. If yeah. you haven't, it is awesome. not ruin it. If you've not watched oh, yeah, Upgrade, no, go fucking watch Upgrade. Go watch Upgrade right now. Yeah, but I think that could absolutely fit into the category of possession. I yeah, think you're. Good. I I think you're right, but discussing kind of some of the finer points of that would. Mm-hmm. it's going to ruin yeah. the movie, but, you know, like, is, come at us, watch the movie, you'll see what I'm this, talking about. This is another thing. Is possession... Does possession in your mind have to be forceful for it to be considered possession? Because no. that made me think of Venom. Ooh. And the symbiotes in general. Now, fundamentally, if it actually is a symbiote, it's a symbiotic, like, it's a mutual relationship on some level. Yeah. Is a parasite? Is that sort of thing a possession? You know, Could we... I, I'd have to go technical with it. I'd have to. We'd have to know <laughs> how much of the symbiote gets inside of the body during the full control. We know at least some of it comes really? into the mouth, but the rest of it is mostly a suit on the outside, like Iron Man. Like, when somebody hacks it, Iron yeah. Man's suit, they're not possessing him, right? Tony, that's true. Right. There is the brain slug from Futurama. That's. Possession. That when it attaches oh, to someone, yeah, possession. like takes Ooh, over their body no, that's, entirely. That's mind control because he's still on the outside. Uh, that is mind control. Yeah, that's weird. That if it's on the inside and mind control, it's I, possession. But if it's I mean, on the outside, we're, it's we're mind making control. up these words and their definition course, as we go. Yeah, but yeah, oh, yeah but that's how I want to do it. But also, I was gonna say, I would also argue it kind of the the hacking of Tony's suit is also kind of a possession because. His physical form in the form of the suit, the thing that's being able to move around and stuff, is not his own anymore, and he has to sit back like and inverse. watch. Like, he, but think about the imagine him as his soul and the suit as his body. He is being possessed. His the soul of what he is is being taken over and moving his body around while he can't do anything about it. Think about the uh, the difference in fear level. Uh, I'm trying to find a good comparison, <laughs> but like the when somebody uses psychokinesis so imagine a hypothetical someone uses psychokinesis to control your body from the outside right yeah versus somebody uses blood bending to control your body right something about the violation <laughs> of it coming internally I changes see. things a lot right interesting and yes but really with that's when we're getting more into like between between the two but uh exactly with possession not in genre anymore we're, yeah. we're out of the formal genres that we're kind of playing with yeah, because the the real camp of where possession lies in is that it gets like all the way up in your head too, right? And you you get sent to like the the sunken place, for example, in uh, Get Out. Yeah, oh, Get Out. That's another yeah. great that example. Is another of version of that. Um, I feel like ugh, yeah. Ugh. So in in general, the difference is right is for us. For like uh, mine, yeah. What, like what I think thing. what I think we're playing at right now is something like I'm sorry, I've got sirens going outside my window right now. I apologize for that. Fucking flying in for another possession. I know because I'm about to drop some knowledge on you, and this can't be revealed to the <laughs> world. So you're take <laughs> me away. I know. <laughs> um, but something like mind control or losing bodily autonomy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> it still leaves you intact in a way. Um, like you as a whole person, whereas possession, like th- that which you are, body and soul, is somehow corrupted. Like it even shows on the outside mm-hmm. in most cases. Like in Supernatural, eyes go black, 
um, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is demon possession, the way that that mythos works. Right. Um, because you have oh. to like the vampire sucks your blood and then you suck the vampire's blood and then your soul is gone and a demon gets to live in that body now like that you get to keep all the memories and stuff but that your soul is out oh, like that's I have, not how that I have shit works so anymore. many questions that really are that's a whole nother episode <laughs> it is it <laughs> is like but I, like buffy, we just buffy restarted watching point, yeah. um buffy but like yeah i feel like whereas mind control or body control like you have to watch there's something about possession where the attempt is at least made to fundamentally corrupt what is being taken over. Yeah, in yeah. demons, you often it requires your soul to be corrupted in a way where you would be going to hell whether the demon was there or not. Right? It's the fact that you've allowed yeah. your soul mm-hmm. to be corrupted, just like in uh, yeah Supernatural when Lucifer takes over that guy, he's like he's it's a dude that allows Lucifer to take his his body. Is the point. Oh yes, the the Mark Pellegrino is the actor, but Fucking there's that love that guy. That's dude. a really good scene, actually. Yeah, he. God, I don't remember. He comes who... back like ten years later, dude, and it's oh, playing playing the vessel yeah. again and that going through a rules. whole thing. And yeah, it was like, fucking he's... so metal, dude. There's multiple things with that actually, um, both on because there's angelic possession and there's demonic possession, mm. and, and my understanding. So like the basic understanding is. I think it's mostly major, but, like, angels at least, and, like, I guess because Lucifer was a fallen angel and some other, like, have, like, slotted humans that work for them as their perfect sheath. Like, there's the whole thing of Dean. Dean is the Michael sword. Like, he is supposed to be the body that Michael goes into and possesses to fight. Like You're talking about Supernatural specifically. Yes, Supernatural specifically. This is all, this is just a backdoor pilot it's, for one of the 15 supernatural episodes we have to do it's only uh, lucifer <laughs> it's only lucifer and michael who are destined oh, okay. to fight for all of eternity okay. that need their perfect vessel or else they're too powerful and so they like destroy the vessel as they go exactly um so that's the interesting thing of when he's talking to when lucifer's talking to mark pellegrino because he's like he hypes him up as like you're good for me this is gonna be awesome and great and like let me in i need to do this and that and that but it's like Fundamentally, I always felt bad because I'm like, oh, you are just using him to get yeah. to your like your perfect piece of you know human outfit, and I feel bad. But then he showed up. Oh, this yeah. is what I was talking about was the dependency relationship that develops in stuff like that for um, supernatural possessions. But and I think probably gets dealt with in a couple other maybe smaller movies that I don't know of of the human's relationship with the demon after or during possession, like Castiel's there- vessel and. The Mark Pellegrino. Misha Collins. Like, they want to be back in the vet. Like, they want to be possessed. Like, yeah. he... Yeah. There's that one guy who's possessed by a demon who becomes a serial killer afterward. Like, yes! witnessing all the things that the demon did when it was, like, having him. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, what happened to him. He became psychopathic. He gained the taste or, for it because he, he wanted the feeling. <clears throat> he wanted the demon back. He wanted the... He yeah. wanted that feeling, which is very interesting. There, there's an interesting distinction also in, like, it's not just supernatural. It's also things like Faust where uh, demons, you make you can make deals with them. You know, there's the classic, yeah. like, Crossroads type deal where, like, you may, you sign a contract. They can't lie to you about stuff, right? Like, they, they agree <laughs> to something, and that's what they have to do. And that compared to, like, the Bible version where it's, like, they're allowed to lie as much as they want, right? This is not, like, a... A gentleman's handshake this is a yeah. the whole point is you're supposed to 
believe in God so much more than anything else that you don't you don't listen to a demon regardless, and they're allowed you to tell you whatever lies because yeah. the sin itself was being willing to betray God in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I mean that's pretty much Ooh. the apple, right? Like Satan is just like, yeah, this make it just like God. Take a bite. I'm just well, I don't take a bite. Trust me, you're gonna love it. And it's just uh, I don't yeah. know. Take a goddamn God bite of the goddamn apple. I mean, didn't. not. Just take a darn bite of the. Of the but apple. in that G-D. situation, yeah. you won't be damned. I, I think Lucifer, the, the the serpent. We don't know for sure if it's Lucifer, but I think they were being a pal because they said they want they're like eat from the the from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that's what you got was knowledge of good and evil. That's why we know about good <laughs> and evil and are not just drones, right? We know yeah. that this uh, that the the trees are what God said they were. Because he guards the tree of everlasting life with like a giant flaming sword. <laughs> so it's like that yeah, shit clearly like, okay. was a mortal tree. Cool. Yeah, I am God, and I am for the first time batting five hundred. <laughs> I am not letting you not guys letting near that other fucking that tree. By a country mile. Yeah. What? No, but I love I, I love the idea. That, like the Bible, someone tries to go. You know, someone gets tricked by a demon. Like, wait, but you're a demon. I thought you weren't allowed to lie. Like you had to make a square deal. Like. Bitch, I work for the guy who invented lying. Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? talking about? They literally... Like, it's in the goddamn job description. What do you think we have? Fucking demon OSHA? Like, what the fuck is wrong with <laughs> there you? There literally was no lying before we showed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck's sake, dude. Somebody did it the first time and everybody went, we're using that. We're, or, write that shit down. We're using that right now forever. Think about this. The serpent <laughs> does not lie to Adam and Eve, Eve in particular. And then... Adam and it, Eve it are actually Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. <laughs> Adam and Eve are actually the first ones to lie to God about have about what they did. It wasn't the serpent. They actually invented lying, and then the serpent was like, "Oh, that was dope. We can just not say the yeah. truth." Or like He's beforehand, like, "Okay, I've got a wild idea. Yeah. I've got this wild idea, and I gotta see if it's gonna work. Like, I want to say something that isn't." Like, I want to, like, God can create things for real. I want to create things for fakies, but not for fake. Yeah, yeah. For like for faking. Yeah. And so like, what if I get these guys, like put them in the right situation. They're going to say something that's not like, nailed it. That it can, it can be done. I'm a fucking genius. This is awesome. That was the alpha test. I am the beta forever. I mean, look at our, he is the alpha and the omega. I'm Satan, the beta. <laughs> look at our world. Now you can literally just shout things into the void until they're literally real. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. It's you can form things from your word, yeah, yeah. That's that's a Ugh. whole word. Yeah, we can spiral down on that. But uh, <laughs> is there anything else that y'all want to talk about before we let Brian go to bed? Um, the only thing I wanted to mention was talking about one example, which was the possession of Elizabeth Knapp, who is a servant of the Reverend Ooh. Samuel Willard, who was super um, popular. He, it, the the one thing about this is he meticulously, like, especially for the time, because it was sixteen seventies, I think. Uh, it was right before the, or 20 years, it was 20 years before the witch trials. And okay. he basically went through it in a pretty, like he took extensive notes for the time, which is the whole thing. Um, but basically he, he, you know, figured this out, blah, blah, blah. He was sending letters to Cotton Mather, who was a prominent, like religious, I guess, guy, Puritan minister, prolific author and pamphleteer. Thanks, Wikipedia, for clarifying. The uh, the um, priest in the involved, last yeah. exorcism is called Cotton. I assume that's where they took it's it from. That's really a cool. Reference yeah. there. Um, cool. But he was involved in the witch trials, and he was, you know, he was like, yeah, no, I'm down for fucking burning all these witches. There was one point where he w- he cautioned the use of spectral evidence, where he was like, no, 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 they're definitely a witch, but don't just 
believe the victim says there's an apparition of them that only I can see. Let's not be unre like you know. Let's be reasonable <laughs> oh here, folks. Yeah. Which and the only yeah. the only reason I brought clearly up, oh, the witch yeah. can yeah. swim. Be, That's yeah. just you can see it with your Duh. own eyes. The the witch swims, <laughs> but like spectral evidence. Come Ridiculous. on now. What am I born yesterday? Um, I did the 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 discussion on Samuel Willard is very good though because he he was around. He did speeches and you know did things during the witch trials. And actually was against or critical of, he, he discredited evidence of conviction for several women during the trials. Like, he was like, no, 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 cool. don't just say. So, like, he wanted them to be, you know, fair and legal and go through as much of a process, due process as you could. Um, but he wrote letters to Cotton Mather talking about this possession. And the only reason I brought up Cotton Mather was because his father's name is, I can't stress that this is real. His father's name is Increase. Increase, Increase? Mather. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Why? I can explain this one. Well, uh, okay, why? so this actually, this is a Puritan naming practice. <laughs> um, there was a time where it became vogue in Puritanism to when a child was born to literally flip through a Bible and put your finger on a word. No. Um, so sometimes it was Hell chastity yeah. and charity, but there are like examples where people's first name are whole sentences from the Bible <laughs> in like Massachusetts in the 1650s. Yeah, okay. Like it was such a weird fucking convention. And it, even for the Puritans, like yeah. this is unsustainable. I can't <laughs> call you in the beginning. There was the word every time I need you to give me a fucking cup of sugar. Like word. Yeah. But just like, I saw that I'm like, this has to be like a weird Puritan title or like something nope. like a nickname. Just that was his name. His, he signed his name Increase. Yep. What? He was possessed yeah, yeah. by some stupid idiot. They're better than any of our names. No, wrong. All of our names are better than being named Increase. All of our what names do you are even, incredibly Jorge, common. Jorge, what do you even shorten that to for a nickname? Creasy. Crease. Creasy? Crease. You're out of your mind. Crease? Crease? Crease is almost Crease. a name. Crease is like, yo, Crease is up is a bully in a 1980s coming of age that's, movie. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Crease is the also word. No, literally you're mess with so Crease. close to Chris. <laughs> Maybe that's where they got it. They went. Maybe that's where it came. In it was Chris. actually in Chris. <laughs> Has nothing to do with Christ, but Christ. Or watch it be like a meet the Fokker situation <laughs> where he went by Chris <laughs> and like, like his name is actually in Crease, like Greg and Gaylord. And he's just, uh, <laughs> sorry, mom. What what did she just call you? Oh, Mom, can you call me Chris? Did you just Please? call me like, Chris, Mom. Friends. I'm sorry, increase. Chris. But I put my <laughs> hand on Ephesians six five, and that's where that word was. <laughs> and so the loins of Lot were increased at the sight of his daughters. <laughs> oh. oh no. <laughs> that's the other one I always love. That like not Adam and Eve had Adam and Steve, and so he goes, yeah. Lot and his daughters, not Lot's <laughs> sons. Oh. <laughs> I, love, I love that shit. That's, you, uh, you can look that. up that story yourself. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, yeah, yeah. good luck on that I, one. You're going to have a joyous also, time. Also, on that, there's no way... I, there's nothing to do after that. I guess I think that's... I, I think that's it. I just wanted to bring up uh, the fact that at least one time during a possession in right before the witch trials, somebody thought to be kind of rational... He also got to the conclusion that he's like, I'm pretty sure she was possessed, but she kept talking about making a pact with the devil. And I don't believe her because there's a bunch of contradictory story, you know, stuff in her stories. And I'm like, that's your limit. 
okay. Huh, really? Inconsistency. Oh, okay. At least sure. You have one. <laughs> I'll give you that. Yeah. But... There's something about this story that doesn't add up. No, 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 no. The the feasting upon children's bones <laughs> yeah. in the full moon. That's all fine. But like, she said she did that on a Tuesday, and I thought she was. Those bones were found Monday. So how could she? I know. Like, kill them after she do they that were afterward. Found? I'm pretty sure she's possessed, but something's not <laughs> adding up here. You know what I mean? Goody Goodman, what do you think about all this? <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's, I think we've somehow covered a fair amount on possession. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, right. So I believe we have a bit today mm. and it is uh, something coming from Jorge. It is a whoopsie doodle little moment. Ah, fuck. Yes. So I, uh, I had to call my my credit union. My my most of my money is not in a bank, but in a credit union. Uh, they had just okay. changed over their like digital account system or whatever. And very clearly, their reset password shit just wasn't working, and so everybody was already fucking calling them to uh to be like, hey, I can't get into my account because y'all fucked up the reset password. Uh. <laughs> So I'm already on the phone. For, I'm like on hold for like 40 some minutes. Uh, and I finally get there and it's it's like, I don't, the one of those guys with those like really deep voices and. Okay. Yeah. And it, yeah. he's he's like going through all my security stuff, you know, to like make, confirm that it's me. And he's like, and uh, when's your yeah. mom's birthday? And I'm like, oh, um, shit like i gave him a month and a year like question mark and there's just silence oh, no. on the other end of the line and like oh oh no i know where this is going oh. and it's just that that very deep voice like or hey or hey you don't know your mom's birthday like, no I, i'm sorry i mean i have it right here i'm like looking through my devices because i'm like i know i have it digitally somewhere it's like or hey no what are you gonna do when it's your mom's birthday i'm like i'll find it before then i'm sorry He's like, no, Jorge, you're going to thank Neil. You're going to thank Neil, who's going to give you your mom's birthday now. So I guess, I guess, thank you, Neil, for while people are very, it's very clear that there is a long, long line of people on hold. Neil took the time to fuck with me. Oh, man. You got to take the little moments in life. He took the time. Yeah, Neil needed Jorge. a giggle. All right, <laughs> I I can't imagine what would have happened if he had like run into somebody who was going to yell at him though about the situation. Oh, I think he probably God. waited oh, to make sure God. that I was like chill, you know? <laughs> 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 that this was going to go over well. Oh my God! Um, oh my God! That's amazing. God, that's pretty good. That's uh, a, that's a good one. Hit hit me up with uh. I need a I need a kids corner. Yeah. Well, right now. Wait, you got someone coming around here while you're looking for that. It's okay because coming around the corner is the kids corner. <laughs> what the? Oh, fuck? we can wait. That's fine. Yeah. How did this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. I could have. I could have vamped for longer if that's what you needed, buddy. But. Just, um, okay. Nick, uh, yeah. No. Sorry. It was one of our people. One of our people, Nick. 
I just had to remember who it was. Oh my god! So there's a few. We have a few frequent flyers. You know, <laughs> who come ask questions. Ask the ask for my recommendations for for B horror films. Yes. Um. So I gave I gave him some of the, like the obvious ones that are on Shutter, particularly like the Joe Bob ones. But I think because of that, I will probably make next episodes, next week's episode, be horror movies, and I'll try to I'll try to oh. curate. Uh, a few for y'all to watch, particularly looking out for, you know, ones that are, are fun and not complete total dog shit. But thank you. Thank you for reaching out, Nick. And we'll, we'll hit, we'll hit you up with the full, full episode of suggestions next time. Thanks, Nick. Hell yeah, man. Watch out. It's going to be a fucking 1950s feel em up driving movie. It's going to be so much B horror happening. It's going to be awesome. You made B Alrighty. sound like it's for butthole, dude. <laughs> you made it sound like it's for butt. I mean, tell me, there's not a little, not a little bit of butthole horror out there. There's got to be. Oh, there definitely is. No, fifties B movie horror is very over the pant or over the underwear, below the pants. That's that's as far as you get for B. He just said something. He said like the bra. Yeah, exactly. Like drive-in B horror. (laughs) (laughs) The way he hit the B was like. Also, when he said that, I love that you thought of butthole stuff. I immediately thought of pulling up in a car and having bees released in and the windows locked. <laughs> so well, my, my second I imagined ans- bee horror. <laughs> my second choice was a bee movie. So, <laughs> oh my God. so apparently uh, Emily doesn't like the way that I say bees often. Um, Cause like, I, I remember I asked her for a blanket and she oh, goes, yeah, what did you say? It's <laughs> like a blanket. Fine, but yeah, that's, like, you have to stop saying like, what blanket? This is another cream like, you situation. Hit it. You this get is, it. Yeah, it's just too hard. Yeah. Like I don't know what you're doing with your mouth, but don't do less. Do less of that. Please. It's like oh a my God. It's like a a bubble filling as if to pop, but then it doesn't pop. You know. <laughs> then you just see the reverberations of where the pop should have happened, like across the surface of the bubble. Yeah. I think about sounds very visually. <laughs> that is very. You got cool, some. Though. You got some bubble bees. I don't know what to say. I got some bubble bees. <laughs> That's why I love like that one line that uh fucking Maya Rudolph yeah. has like let me take a bubble by it <laughs> she just lets the word like bubble out of her mouth oh. it's so fucking funny yeah. oh man all right guys as always you can find us on our Twitter and Instagram both of which are at underscore are we friends all one word or you can find us on our website which is r dash we dash friends dot com dot com, com. Also, every Thursday at 7 p.m. on twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network, you can find our live, fully improvised Call of Cthulhu tabletop role-playing game. That is, again, twitch.tv slash the Outlaws Network. Also, um, as a brief insert to that, be on the lookout. We might be playing some spooky fucking horror games during the, the Ooh, spooky yeah. month of October. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. For, we have played them before. We are not afraid to play them again. Yes, and for Call of Cthulhu, normally we already—it's already a horror game. But for exactly. this month, we're going—we're turning it up on like more classic, like ghouly, spooky horror. And it's—it's it's, it's pretty good. A couple weeks ago, we had a—we had a, a skinned man throw a jelly baby. So like, we have—we have, we have oh, good stuff going on. God. Yeah, that <laughs> man—the uh, the man who scientist. turned him into that was called the Banana Man because of the way he would peel his victims. <laughs> Much fun. That's all. That's all my mind. That's all my my special brand of body horror. Absolutely. We have animated vomit. We have psychic cults. We have men with goaded eyes. We have fat men with midwestern accents. We have just about everything <laughs> you can imagine horror. in the spooky town of Aurora Bora, <laughs> the fictional town in which all of 
uh, outlaws and old ones, our show takes place. Yes, and since we're shouting out everything, might as well hit up the last thing on our network, uh, which is the Outlaws Network, which is where we are on. But uh, downtime with John and Emily. That's our last. Absolutely, that's our yeah. last product. You guys can find them on Tuesdays when they release their episodes about the same time as we release ours on Mondays, so practically Wednesdays. Put put a comment that John smells. Yeah. Don't say if it's bad or good, just say that he smells. But five-star it for us. 100% fives, give him the positive reviews, but the comments just being John smells. Which reminds me, one last thing, you can also find our uh, syndicated episodes of Outlaws and Old Ones on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash the outlaws network it's not. or just search outlaws and old ones on is your youtube not? there is also a oh, wiki if you want to catch up and not watch all the episodes and that wiki is you Googleable. don't in progress i don't know Why the urls do <laughs> yeah but yeah we have a wiki that we're, we're filling out more and more and we would love your help on just to keep track of all the crazy kooky shit that we come up with on that show because it is again it is entirely improvised you, very quickly too. you set up a hurdle right there that was exactly your height and then Took a step back and thought, I can make the jump. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's just what happened. And speaking there. of jumps, it's time for us to jump to the end of the show. I have been your salty left handed son of a whore, Taylor. I have been your holy water, bath water co co host, Brian. I got nothing. And I'm still just Jorge. And we will talk to you next week. The power of Christ compels you!